Coming up on Mount Hermeneutics, morality. Did we get it from God or is it just merely a social construct? <laughs> well, we're going to jump waist deep into this, so keep it right here. Listening to Mount Hermeneutics, where three Marines give their perspective on God, faith, and spirituality with a heavy lean on the Divine Council worldview. This is not your grandma's Sunday school, nor is it always for the Christian faint of heart. Nothing about who we are or what we say make us experts, but you better believe we'll have a take, and perhaps it won't suck. Just, just so you know, I get a lot of feedback that people like that. They yeah. like our just bickering antics because well, it makes but, us feel like we're real and well, we're friends. And we are going to love this one then, or <laughs> or that we that we just Matt, you ignorant slut. That we're that we're dudes on the back porch drinking whiskey, talking shit. Like that's that's the point. That's that sounds like like I want to hug. I want to like cuddle with you. That's like, <laughs> like um yes yeah. I'm willing to be little spoon. Keep that place going. <laughs> feel so safe. So, hey guys. <laughs> how was your how was your holiday it's thanksgiving uh, man yeah 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 so so as of this recording what was it, the 26th of uh of november it so la- this day. this is the sunday the weekend of uh thanksgiving um personally here at the at the bibs house we we did it on wednesday because you know uh, as your as your children become adults they have different obligations and things of that nature um, so, and they have significant others and, you know, husbands and whatnot. So, uh, in order to, you know, let them be able to do what they do and still have uh, time for us, then, you know, I thought it was pretty cool that we got to do it on Wednesday. As I mentioned on Thursday, I, I drove Aubrey and her husband to LAX because they, they were flying out to show the baby to the grandparents in Samoa. So that was it's the first time awesome. that the, the other grandparents were yeah, able yeah. to see the baby. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's a cool Thanksgiving. So, so super, super cool there. Um, this weekend, so Friday, uh, we went up to Los Angeles and uh, went to a Matt Rife concert. So me and uh, me and Delana got got dressed up and uh, went to the Dolby Theater, the same theater where uh, Chris Rock got slapped by Will Smith at the, at the Oscars. Fun fact. <laughs> so in fact, he kind of opened. So he's like, hey, "Is this crazy? This is the Dolby Theater? The Oscars is held here." In fact, Chris Rock was slapped right, right here. <laughs> so, uh, a fun fun fact about the the Matt Rife show is that uh, it was three days after they tried to cancel him for the uh, for the Netflix special, mm-hmm. and uh, so he came out on fire, you know, immediately awesome. you know, first show, and and basically he he said, uh, uh, "No, I will not apologize ever for telling yeah. a joke." Um, I'm not into domestic violence. They make it sound like I jumped out of the TV and like started smacking people's wives around. It's <laughs> so dumb. You know, he's I, like, it, it was a joke. Yeah. I, I, I feel like if, if you know, obviously our content and Matt Reif's content's a little far apart, but if there's not a, if you weren't already a fan of Matt Reif, just his willingness to stand against cancel culture and over rotations is enough reason to become a fan of a guy, right? Maybe you don't even like his humor that much, but at least, you know, support his willingness to stand and uh, refuse to apologize for something that needed no apology. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, if, if comedians was. can't tell jokes, what's the point of being a comedian? <laughs> He's like, look, I, I, I do yeah. a show for an hour. Um, 
not every joke's gonna land with everybody, but you know that. So keep listening because you know in an hour you might find something you do right. right? I mean, right? look so, look at what we do. I'm sure not everything yeah. that we do lands with everybody when they first tune in, right? <laughs> no, Hopefully people stick around and, you know, you may, you might disagree with one, two, all three of us, but, you know, hang around and you might, you might hear something you like, or you might learn something or, you know, maybe we'll make you laugh. Who knows? Yeah. It's usually oh. my, my first oh, comment. Like, hey, thanks, thanks for, thanks for coming. Thanks for stopping by and, uh, you know, check us out again. Right. Yeah. Pretty please. Give us another chance. Right. Yeah. So, so you can, uh, you can get at me. At, uh, at Instagram uh, at Super Dre and uh, Brian, what's up, man? Hey Dre, hey everyone, I'm Brian. Uh, you can uh, find me at thethirdhelix.com. Um, yeah, I had a I had Thanksgiving too. It was tasty. <laughs> Atta boy. Yeah, <laughs> Brian is hilarious. Like he, you would you think the first time we're listening, you're like, oh, this guy's very brief and to the point, and then you find out he's not. He's only like that when it comes to like social greetings and whatnot. <laughs> I'm to the point. I just, I, sometimes I have multifaceted points. Clearly explaining what your past week and seeing your family and having Thanksgiving was not that. Well, I saw Napoleon. Yeah, I, I did too. Took my son to see it. I, what, I, we think? Can, we, um, I liked it. I, I didn't have a lot of expectation. I had seen some early criticism of the show that it was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a comment by Ridley Scott that even the French hate the French um, because he caught so much flack from French people about his representation of Napoleon. I thought that was funny. Um, you know, it, it was different. I didn't expect it to be quite so personal. And, you know, it was more of an intimate look at Napoleon, more of the guy versus the the battlefield yeah. commander. Um, I, I'm aware that there's a little bit of some inaccuracies. My son, for those that don't know, uh, is a massive history kid kid he's 19 but that's his thing it's specifically european uh warfare history he's all over and uh, he's like look dad he goes it was all right napoleon never once charged with a cavalry unit he goes he was in combat with infantry units and with his field artillery units but never on cavalry and i was like oh okay (laughs) so so spoiler alert he's on a horse in the movie right like that's so aesthetic. Also, spoiler alert. Well, he, he had to live. He had to like enact that David painting. You know right. what I'm talking about? Right, where, where he's crossing the river. On the yeah, horse. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the crossing the uh, Alps. Yeah, yeah. But um, I thought it'd be funnier. It just wasn't wasn't as funny. There as wasn't much humor. It'd be funnier. There, there was very little humor. Yeah, I think it, I I chuckled it, a couple of times, and that as was it, it turns out, he's I not mean, the guy from Bill and Ted's. Well. He to, actually uh, kind pig. of is. Eat the pig. He, well, he, nobody showed up with a phone booth. Nope. To take him to do they their... cut. They cut all that out. Kip, Kip and it, I'm LaFonda. Not watching it. I'm not watching that movie. Kip and LaFonda were not in this. Uh, <laughs> no Uncle Rico, no Pedro. Nope. No llamas. It was just yeah. uh, just some French guy uh, doing a lot of killing. <laughs> it was just... Yeah. I, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was worth the two and a half hours. Um, I'm glad I saw it. Um, I thought it was yeah, so, so much longer. So they say that Joaquin Phoenix is one of those silly method actors. So I imagine he would be impossible to deal with while filming. I mean, dude believed he was, he was Napoleon. He walked around thinking he, he, he he's like, I am the emperor. How dare you speak to me like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I, that was another one of the criticisms was that he was too old to be young Napoleon, but the movie spans his entire life. 
Yeah, I mean, so on. it's like, yeah. yeah, for a point, he's young Napoleon, but then he's like middle aged Napoleon, then he's like, you know, older Napoleon. So come on. Right. I thought it's it like saying been... a young actor can't play an old dude. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. I thought it would have been really cool if they'd cast, if he cast uh, Russell Crowe as the Duke of Wellington. <laughs> but, just, but he didn't. Just to bring back Gladiator. Yeah. Just to, <laughs> just to, uh, you know, have a, have a rematch. And, yeah. uh, but no, I, yeah. I liked it. And then um, I, uh, I, after that, because I, you know, it triggered my son, me and my son watching, you know, historical fictions together, whatever. I had him uh, sit down last night and watch uh, Kingdom of Heaven. He had never seen it. I love that oh, movie. Thanks. Yeah. The yeah, director's sorry. version is, uh, is awesome. We, I, I didn't uh, put him through that the first time. I don't think that's fair for a first time, for a first watch. It's a different movie and it's, it's really a much better movie. Yeah. Maybe someday um, I'll see the Snyder cuts. I don't know. The Snyder cuts of Kingdom of Heaven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. So that also, was, that, spoiler that was alert week. for uh, for Napoleon. Little known fact, although I'm surprised as it, it isn't better known that the movie doesn't get into the doctor who did his autopsy cut off his junk. I I've, sold it. Where did I see that? And it's been getting passed around by collectors. Uh, for the past few centuries, I don't that know was in now, but... that was in um, the Netflix special of uh, Freud. Was it? Yeah, mm. yeah. The dude had it. The occult guy had his junk in a box. That's so, like I. You got you guys got the JT the Justin Timberlake joke there, right? His... Yeah, yeah. Oh right, I got yeah. yeah I got <laughs> Step <you>. one. <laughs> 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 you have to code a really small hole in the box. That's what I hear for Britney Spears. So, I mean, yeah, uh, ouch. Yikes. Poor, poor JT. <laughs> Good thing poor, he uh, poor, poor little fella. Uh, we went there. That's uh, we, we're doing that. Now. Hey, that's what we do on the show. All right. People, people pay for premium content. I suppose this is my fault. <laughs> I blame you completely. You brought it up. I did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, uh, yeah. So what are we talking about today, guys? Well, so, I mean, first of all, I want to, you know, we had a hand, we had quite a bit of action on our YouTube channel. So thanks to everybody. Uh, I didn't see the names specifically, but thanks to everybody that uh, um, is engaging. Um, and there was some, some uh, wholesomely, you know, some wholesome disagreements with our, some of our takes. And I thought that was cool. Um, I, I, part of me wanted to, to get into that. Uh, but I don't think it makes sense to try to, you know, imply or understand. Uh, I'm talking about my context. I don't know what your actual name is. So that was your handle. Um, loved all of your your feedback. Um, uh, and we're going to try to get to this and respond to it. Um, but it kind of caused Brian and I to go back and kind of dig back into the the moral argument. And for anybody that listened to the last last week's episode, Brian kind of laid out the the different primary arguments for Christianity, um, the cosmological, the teleological, and the moral, the moral I, and I the argument of consciousness. I wouldn't necessarily say the primary arguments because a lot of people bring different arguments. I laid out the four that you liked the most. The the arguments that I find most persuasive, and Fair uh, enough. so. Like that's, I would, that's fair. I, like if I asked, if I was not a Christian and I asked twenty Christians what the best argument for Christianity was, and they all told me the ontological argument, 
um, I would probably not be if like if that's all I had to go on, I would probably not be a Christian. Um, that isn't to say that some people don't find that persuasive. People I respect make that argument and swear by it. I I'm not seeing it. I don't I don't like the ontological argument. Um, I think it's kind of silly, but uh, but you that's know, how I feel about the moral argument. Well, all right. Well, that's a good start. <laughs> that is a good start because I because I think that it's uh, integral and uh, it, it's it's a it's foundational to Christianity and theism itself. Well, so let's uh, let's let's play with it a little bit. So, kind of early spoiler alert, um, or you know whatever you want to call this for the listeners. Th- these types of conversations have a tendency to get. F- wildly verbose um bordering on esoteric and definitely what i would call a wizard's duel so brian and i chatted a little bit before this show started and we're going to do everything we can to keep this more layman um if anybody thinks that we didn't do a good job of that specifically let us know let us know if we're if we're trying to talk at a level that makes this too hard to follow or if maybe we're talking you know past each other maybe we're out of our own depth and we don't know it and we sound like idiots because you know we basically turned into a uh in living color episode um for those that know no oswald um, <laughs> just let us know give us some feedback about that also it's important that we not get too wordy or be too low level that we're not you know covering anything in it at an intelligent level so we're going to try to tiptoe that and, or walk that uh, tightrope if you, if that if that makes any sense. So given that, Brian, why don't you restate the moral argument and let's get ready to rumble? Um, sure. And I actually think I have the opposite uh, view of this. I think I mean the moral argument is as basic as it gets. Um. <clears throat> morality is essentially it, it's an obligation to behave a certain way to whom are you obligated um is it to other is it solely to other people or is there an authority greater than man to whom you're obligated if it's purely man-made then uh it really just boils down to a matter of preference um it's just that you we you know either murder is objectively wrong or it's just that we don't like murder um i don't think anybody would argue that we that murder is wrong simply because we don't like it most people well i think everybody intuitively would agree that murder is objectively wrong the nazis were objectively wrong uh antebellum slavery was objectively wrong uh, for that to be true, there has to be a a standard against which we're we're measuring behavior, by which to uh, determine that it's that it's objectively wrong to to do those things. Um, that standard is the nature of God Himself, and I realize this is very this is very quick and to the point, and people are going to argue about this, but we're going to we'll we'll unpackage this as we go. But if you, if we decide that God doesn't exist, then morality evaporates into into a preference, and so uh, it yeah. So so and that's and I think that's I mean that's that you, it was quick and to the point, and I think that is 
somewhat my 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 counter to or my problem with this as an argument, right? So I guess there's two different things that we have to address here. One is morality in general, and then okay. morality as it relates to an argument for the existence of God, right? Because that's that's that was how we got here is this presentation that if morality exists, therefore there must be a God, some kind of odd philosophical equation, right? Yeah, and to to add to that, I I will be the first to acknowledge that based on the moral argument alone, um, like if we don't take any other arguments into consideration, mm -hmm. no other evidence, if we're only just going by that, it may well be true that morality is nothing but a social construct. But nobody can actually live that way. Like it that uh embracing that as 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 your belief it leads to absurdity like you know a room full of atheists watching a news story about like a child predator everyone in that room is gonna be disgusted and agree that 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 person should be punished that what they that preying upon children is uh is wicked objectively so um hopefully and and really, our every human interaction is predicated on on this assumption that right and wrong are real and they matter, and there's there's a standard of behavior to which everybody ought to know they are accountable. And if you and if you disregard it, then you're wrong, and you you deserve punishment. Uh, you deserve to be excluded from society and locked in a cage, depending on how extreme your your departure from that standard is we we all know this 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 uh this frames all of our political discussions all of our debates over social issues and geopolitics and economics and our every interaction is predicated on this idea that it matters and if we if we decide that objective morality doesn't exist, then all of our indignation about people being wrong as we see it, it just kind of evaporates and it's, it, you know, it, that the, it kind of becomes farcical. Um, so yeah. And I don't expect all that to go unchallenged, but uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm setting that up to, for you guys to challenge and I'll address them as they come. Well, my, my first thought is, uh, one, morality is, I mean, I, my, my position is that it is a social construct, right? But it's a social construct that has a, has a, has a premise or has a starting position. And I believe, actually, I, I made a comment, at, uh, this is a little bit circuitous, but bear with me. So I made a, I, I made my requisite political statement <clears throat> at Thanksgiving dinner, right? And I'm sitting there and my mom's to my right and my cousin uh, is to my left and his wife was sitting on the other side of him and Andrew was in front of me and I forget how we got on the topic and I was talking about uh, libertarianism and I was quoting uh, the article in, that uh, Pendulette authored about you know how I became a libertarian and I recognize he's no longer a libertarian but he was at the time when he wrote the article um, and I was talking about you know uh, any law that you make has to be enforced by the point of, but you know, at the at the threat of violence to include taking a life. 
And essentially right. you boil that down that says, if you believe in a law, you have to be willing to kill somebody to enforce that law. And I kind of did the whole, if then, tr you know, chain of speeding ticket, refusing to pay it, bench warrant, refusing to be arrested, resisting arrest, getting locked up, all these right. things. Right. And it's all with threat of violence and ultimately willingness of a police officer to end your life. Um, and so I said, look, so here's the problem. We have a whole lot of laws um, that aren't based on the premise of of preserving an individual's rights to liberty, they're all about moral opinions. And I said, and at the end of the day, morals stem from religious beliefs. Uh, that's just kind of where they come from, right? So I, I do agree that that's where it kind of comes into play, right? If you think about any kind of moral requirement, it tends to stem from a religion of sorts, right? But that religion can be atheism, by the way, um, because we've, you know, we've said on this show before that, you know, we're in agreement that atheism is its own religion. It's just, you know, a non-theistic religion based on you know in its, its name it's, but, but it's the behavior with its own values and it, but it's very and, but but the the yeah. those that ascribe to atheism are quite religious in their in their you know following an adherence to their 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 philosophies and concepts right um but that's my point is that you know there's a specific moral standard that atheists follow that are that are purposefully non you know theist um not so, logically consistently but sure well that's that's but that's a different issue right one it's, one it's, it's the very issue could, we're discussing here though one could argue that that religious morals are are inconsistent right well because because I mean, they have they have grown over time well, i mean just, we we have civilizations that never knew about yahweh at all that had sure. moral codes within within their uh, civilization and to to include even i don't i don't know if this is an argument for or against god but we can see that uh that even animals have mora morality when you, when you start thinking about like primates especially primates the ones that are kind of 98 percent type G dna as us you have entire baboons you know clans that uh the uh they they serve each other. If a leopard attacks, the elder ones will go to the back to preserve, you know, all the people. So they're even altruistic. They will fight almost in a uh, in a in a in a suicidal match to to save the younger people of their of their of their of their society. And and it's and it's shown. And if you do something like steal while even though even though you're an ape, the rest of the apes will beat your ass. Like that's. So it's not like they worship God. Well, so, so hang on, I, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So Dre on the animal thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Those behaviors occur. Do you I, not... I knew you would have, I knew you'd have opinions <laughs> on that. So, you know, there's a big a word that I've got to throw into that. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, just as I promised, I wasn't going to use big words and try to be too, too verbose. So this word anthropomorphism comes to mind. Right. And for those that don't know the word, um, that simply means, uh, ascribing human emotions to non-human entities, right. Uh, feelings, you know, when a person says my dog is mad at me because I went out of town, that's anthropomorphizing, right. Dogs don't get mad because of that. They can have other things and they have emotions. Um, but not in the sense that we're thinking like they, they can be scared. They could be hungry. They can be cold. Um, they don't, we don't 
we're pretty sure that animals don't feel things like uh, jealousy in the sense that we feel it. What they ex- what they are expressing is, you know, pack frustration and you know some kind of a dominance hierarchy stressor. That's you're, that challenges. You're saying their... they're they be, they exhibit behaviors that resemble to us morality. Mm-hmm but they have different motivations. That's that's what I'm getting at. And that's and so right. like, you know, the stuff with the apes that you're talking about, Dre, I, you know, I would suggest that these are very well evolved um uh survival traits that I'm glad packs you said that, that have developed them have learned that makes sense, right? And those that didn't develop them don't survive as well. So those that do these things that make more sense, they survive, they reproduce better, they have better functioning animal societies right um, right and, and i think that's fair and i think that's even appropriate so i, I just saw I had... a video of these ants it was an ant colony and a termite colony <clears throat> okay and these are two insects that in the wild just attack each other and try to kill each other and there was a train of ants and a train of of termites and they had what they called in the description warrior termites and warrior ants that had created a wall and they basically had each other at gunpoint. Like there's these like ants and termites, like in a, in a line. Mexican standoff. And they're facing each other. And then there's a freeway of ants and termites behind them, like moving food. Like, like literally these two insects with like barely a brain understood that if they stood each other down, they could get their people by. And then they could go about their business and not have to have a full on genocidal war. It was a okay, fascinating so let, video to see. So let me ask this then. So if you take intelligence and you take even a, a nervous system that uh, that uh, induces empathy or sympathy and we and we have evolved emotions compared to animals does it not stand to reason that we would develop these rules and behavior for our Absolutely. instinctually for our own existence i i, I run around killing people yeah. because because to that end uh, we, we we cease to exist yeah you know um you can't you can't kill young people because they need they're the ones that replace us you they can't, need protection they need you nurturing can't, you so they can't can just grow. kill yeah. women because they are the means mm-hmm. of how so, we get poor and they're weaker right so you have to be protected so you're 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 saying that because we see evidence of something that we might call morality evolving in lesser animals, therefore it isn't it isn't a valid proof of God's existence that humans have morality. Is that oh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that there's that that's uh, it could be. <laughs> Trey said, <laughs> "I didn't say no filth planner." Oh, yeah, no, yeah, right. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say that. Is it, I'm just I'm asking. I'm like, how does right. that prove that there is yeah. God? Right, and and well, that's a different question than saying that there isn't. I, and again, I would I would say that uh, to reiterate, the moral argument on its own doesn't necessarily prove God's existence. I would, but but if we and I and I do not at all dispute that morality is a social construct, or even that it's that it's a product of evolution. Um, that, but if it's merely that, if that's all it is then when we when we address moral shortcomings or moral violations with with this righteous indignation um it rings hollow if it's not more than that but i think i I think there's evidence of us 
not being morally outraged to some things that used to be objectionable. I, I think that I think so that because have... morality changes, then it's not objective is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, you, you, you threw out slavery earlier, right? Yeah. Right. It wasn't objectively wrong during the antebellum period. It wasn't objectively wrong period. for 4,000 years before that. Right. Well, since the dawn of man, we've had slavery. Sure, but and we and, still you know, have the, it. The, by the, the way, the Israelites treated it differently because probably because they were slaves, right? So they they had a different outlook on it, but but they still. Engaged I mean, it's, it. it still exists in the yeah. world, right? Okay. Humans still right. enslave yeah. other humans, right? Right. So was abolishing slavery an improvement, or is it just a change in our morality? Depends on who you ask. Well, no, it's well. I mean, sure, sure. Even if it is an improvement, isn't that what evolution is? Isn't that what progress is? And there are ways we can digress, and and I'm and we're not well, far away from enslaving things and people and types for, tomorrow. For, to call it progress, you have you have to have an idea of where we're supposed to be. You have to have an idea of a destination. You have to have a standard in view. Um, otherwise, like there's if that standard is not greater than man if it's not if it's just a matter of personal preference then it doesn't then it's not really progress it's not really improvement and, i mean sh sure but but and, it is it but if, if that progress is simply the well-being of people because instinctually that's what we do and i think we need to back up a little bit because i i think i think uh a lot of times in these discussions, people hold on, I got a loose cable here. Um, people mistake epistemology for ontology when it what, comes to the moral. What do argument. those words mean? I'm I'm getting to that. Um it's often argued, you guys, and you might be doing this. It, it the moral argument is often mistaken to mean if you don't believe in God, then you can't be moral. Um, no. That's that's not how I took it. Sure, but but just to to clear this up and finish, to, finish, for anybody this train of thought though, um, it's all you know. We need we need religion and belief in God. Otherwise, people will run around raving and murdering each other. That's not the argument. That's that's the that's the idea that we need a belief in God. Epistemologically, epistemology is the study of how we know things. Ontology is is a matter of what something is what it's what its properties are that make it what it is the moral argument is that that morality ontologically requires god it's not you have to believe in god in order to be moral it's people already are moral what does that mean um Every, we would agree. I think we would agree that everybody has a conscience, and if they don't have a conscience, there's something there's something wrong with them. They're they're deficient somehow. Um, you guys talked about morality changing over time, as if this is a rebuttal to the argument. Mathematics has changed over time. Um, mathematics, ma mathematical systems are social constructs. Whether you use uh, Roman numerals or Arabic numerals or positional notation, uh, decimal points, um, 
base 10, base 12, base six, um, all of these are, are matters of social construction, but the law, but the laws of mathematics are still written into the universe. Um, you can give a, a classroom full of a hundred people an identical math test, and you're not going to get back identical answers on all those tests. That doesn't mean that more, that mathematics is inherently subjective or subject to change. It just means some people are, are, better or worse at math than other people um but it's still are you saying that 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 behavior doesn't prove morality right wrong or exists at all well the fact that some people fail to to exhibit moral behavior um that because a lot of non-moral behavior is is absolutely learned in your in your environment and and in what's acceptable uh different you know uh, different environments here in the United States alone, you know, you, you have your East coast, you have your West coast, you have your Midwest, you have your inner city and, and, and those rules all change depending on, on where you are. And somebody may find some of those rules abhorrent, but, but in, in that world, it's, it's not. Um, sure. What, what does that mean though? What do you, what is that? Uh... It, it, it means that I mean you have to be kind of a mutant to buck against your own uh, society. For example, if if you're if you're constantly with miserable people your entire life and you're stuck in a room with them and you find a way to be happy, you're not normal, right? Every everybody sure. would be, yeah. you know. So so now release those miserable people out into the world and. Are they all of a sudden just going to become? Yeah, I I, I understand moral that. and happy. I, I get that, but what is, what does that say for the moral argument though, or the or the existence of objective morality? Um, like, let's say that culture is pro murder. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that murder we, is? We have a we have a pro murder culture in our own current culture, but. Yeah. Sure. Is yeah. That, um, is, is that is that morally equivalent to a an anti murder culture, or is that a a failure in, within that culture? Well, the problem is the word. The problem isn't the broader question you're asking. So Which just word? murder. Okay. So you, it's it's almost impossible to have a to to <clears throat> to have a black and white moral conversation about murder. Because what is murder? Taking a life inappropriately, right? Because the, the appropriateness matters. That's right. where the more that's where the morality okay. comes. Because the word justice is, is more appropriate no one, no this, one is actually diametrically opposed to taking life. I don't think there's a single group on planet Earth except maybe some kind of like extreme fringe um vegan. Non-confrontational. No, there, there are the death. Uh, no circumstance. Not that, not war. But, but not no animals. Not, no, but right, what is? But, yeah. but, but hang. But that's my point, though. The point isn't the word murder because murder is too. It's too simple of a. It, because even biblically speaking, you know what was murder? Was was human sacrifice murder? Yeah. Okay. So when when God told Abraham to sacrifice his son, was he telling him to commit murder? Yeah, and then he stopped him. And the but he wasn't that... though. It was it was a sacrifice. Okay. And if I think you're missing the point of this, no, story, I'm not. I'm 100 not missing you, the point. You this are 100 missing it. 
the the point of God stopping him was established that oh yeah that is that is wrong. God wasn't going to let him do that because it was murder because he because human sacrifice is not acceptable to God. Um, but that's the that's the point. And there was um, a human sacrifice thing going going around but, at that point, right? But hold on, but I think we're yeah there there's a lot of human sacrifice going on, but and the Bible condemns that, but. I, Matt, are you saying that because like for some people the definition of murder is is ambiguous or no, different? I'm saying I'm saying it's ambiguous that, regardless. That's what I'm I don't think it's ambi- I don't think yeah. it's ambiguous. Um, is it murder? But, to, is it murder to to execute somebody for committing a crime? No, that's that's. There's a lot of people just. that think it is. Because some people are bad at math, does that mean that mathematics is? Uh, that's it's that's totally a false equivalence, dude. Come it's on. Not. It, yeah, it's not. That's that's you, that's you're, the debate. You're establishing that you're the one that has the right answer to what is and isn't acceptable. And no, anybody might, that has a different opinion is bad at math. I might be bad at math myself, but the fact is you can be corrected with 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 the right math. That that the question if if morality is purely subjective, then it it goes out the window. Um First of all, I didn't say it's purely, purely, purely subjective. I said murder. The term is purely subjective. I don't think murder is purely subjective. I think it, you have it, to be deliberately. Abused. You find a hundred people, that, and you're not going to get anywhere close to a hundred similar answers on what murder is. I think you can. I think you can get it. What? Well, yeah, but you. Yet we still have a law that. Right. Uh, like, and courts, that's why it's never black and white when people get tried for it. Trayvon Martin's situation wasn't black and white. Was that murder? What about what about the cop in Minnesota? Was that murder? That's uh... the court system said it was, and I disagree. As an example, by the way, hot take. Like if that yeah. if that bothers you as a listener, that's a hot take from from me, right? That was Matt that said it. Well, um, but you have we have standards of evidence that you have to be met for, and yet they met a... them. So do you think do you think but the that's, Chau- that's, Chauvin but... committed murder? No, I don't. But that's but that's not that's not the ambig that's not ambiguity in the the term murder. That's that's a that's deficiencies in the court system. The law itself is pretty clear on what murder is. If you have an impartial jury and a and an impartial judge, and you don't ha- and you don't try the guy in the court of public opinion, or you have a lawyer this, this, that's better than another one, right? Yeah, you get you get that you can get bring hard. evidence. And then even even display the evidence in such a way that it's but yeah, this you get, is you get but, Harvey Specter to, but, to defend your case. Yeah, and you're but you off. guys are you guys are are confusing the issues here. The issue there is not any ambiguity about the definition of murder. The issue there is the ambiguities in the specific the evidence for a specific case. No, that's not that's that's actually not what I'm what I'm trying to what I'm what I'm getting at. I'm getting that's at what that's what all ab- the examples you brought up are. No, that. No, no, because the, yes. the the difference is: was it intentional? Was it appropriate? Yeah, right? if it's in, if it was an intentional, if Derek Chauvin set out to kill George Floyd, that would be murder. Right. If Derek Chauvin happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time when George Floyd decided to swallow a bunch of fentanyl pills, that's not murder. And and that's pretty cut and dry. We know that. Anybody, no, I, I agree even, with you. And yet the even court some, didn't. Even somebody who thinks Derek Chauvin killed him, if we frame it that way, they're going to agree on what murder is on those contexts. They dispute the facts that I laid out, 
they they think Derek Chauvin was a racist and deliberately put his knee on George Floyd's neck to kill him. But that's that's a that's a disagreement about the facts of that particular case. That has nothing to do with the ambiguity of the word murder. No, I, and I, frankly, I, and I, I don't. And I, frankly, I, don't I think this that. is a straw man. I don't. I don't agree with what you're saying there because if if the if the if the if the criminal activity of the deceased was such that it warranted the officer holding him down and keeping his knee on his neck, and he had died. He would not have been convicted. He wouldn't even been tried of murder, let alone convicted. So the, the actual case was about whether or not what the guy that died did warranted lethal force by the law officer. By the by, the, by the a guy in one of our officer. threads all the time is like they always says, "Well, I mean, him doing that did, did was that a death sentence? Was right. That, it goes was, back was to that, my comment earlier about about, about libertarianism and whatnot. It's really not about it, when you're when you're talking about a court case and and the and murder. It's about you know like let's use let's use let's use the the Trayvon Martin situation because that was self defense. <clears throat> and that's what that's what that's what made it not murder. No, no, no. This is I think this is I think you're pick, I think you are picking the most the most controversial issue or maybe i pick the ones that make my case the best because they're on two opposite ends of the spectrum i mean pick but, a different but one. not none you, of these pick none one, of I'll these cases along. uh charles manson murders okay sure uh, is there any ambiguity about that whether that was murder no okay why not no. i mean if who, who you're claiming that the definition of murder is totally up in the air. Um, I said, I said, surely, that I said it can be, am, it, it, it can be ambiguous. Well, surely I, I mean, didn't say it always is. If that's the case, somebody can, you, you could find somebody who would disagree that that's murder. I'm sure there is people that disagree. There, there that's are people. Murder. Yeah. There's lots of books on it. Yeah. And that's why, and that's why some okay, of the, what, what's the argument. The, what's the argument for why that's not murder. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't read the books. Yeah. I'm just saying I there are people exist. that disagree. And that's the um, point. Is well, that it's the context people, around it? Well, that I think matters. I think the debate is whether Charles Manson is responsible for the murders because that's a different that, issue. That is that is because well, then, he didn't commit them, right? Right, but but nobody would nobody would deny that murders happened. <clears throat> that, no, that what that what was done in in Sharon Tate's house was. Uh, I, Again, I can't speak for everybody. I, I could tell you that I don't. I don't have well, a problem with those. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to put. I'm going to put it this way: If there is a person on Earth who thinks <laughs> that 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 the the Manson family murders were not murders, they're just morons. They're just they're those people who don't know how to do math. Um, their inability to do math does not invalidate math or make it subjective. Uh, morality is. Uh, Morality is objective in the same way. Uh, we might have to, we might have to evolve and develop, and we might have to be taught it, but that doesn't mean that it's it's just totally up for grabs whether murder is wrong or whether uh, um, raping and stealing and all the other stuff that we all know it is wrong is wrong. Um, and the the claim of uh, so so okay. Let me. I'll, I'll play, and I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to work this through on purpose. By the way, so you just made a simple statement: stealing is wrong. Do you believe that to be morally objectively true? Sure. Okay. So if you're a marine in a combat zone, and your truck breaks down, 
and you're behind enemy lines and your team is going to be overrunning, killed by opposing forces within the next hour, is it wrong to steal a part off of a civilian vehicle to get your truck running so you and your team can get out of harm's way? Um, there are higher values that you're being, that are, that are being served. That's by not the that way objectivity theft. works, Brian. And well, you know it that is, better than I it do. is, it is. It, That's it, not the way objectivity works. Things are very binary when you use the word objective. I think you don't know what objectivity means. Really? And let me, Ooh. let me explain what I'm, let me, let me Hot explain tea. here. Okay. Um, apps like every, every moral claim is not absolute in its own right. Um, if I have, if, if, if I have to steal, to save an innocent life and it's a small thing that's that's I, i'm i'm sacrificing a lesser value for a higher value the person who's mad that i stole their car to go save an innocent life when i explain it to them I, yeah sorry about your car i had to go save a baby from a burning building um they're probably gonna gonna understand if i'm just stealing for this because i want the guy's car well that's clearly wrong like you you're as I said last week, morality, there's no question over whether morality is relative. It's it's a question of whether it's relative to what is it relative is the question. Is it relative to personal preference? There's no question that it's relative. Yes. But the, but the question is, what's it relative to? So, for so, example, so there's no such so thing if, as objective morality then. No, so th so, that's, that's so not what that means. If I have to murder someone to keep them from murdering me. Or keep them from murdering my wife. That's not then. You're not murdering them. But that's not murder, and that's the reason I said murder is object is subjective in of itself. Well, no, it's not. That's not subjective. So, so self defense killing. is not murder. So so is killing moral? Sometimes, killing. if the if right. Well, and that's, justifiably and, so. And that's why so, we choose a word like murder instead of killing. Can you can you justify anything? What does that what does that mean, Dre? Anything can but be justifiable if you try hard. Can enough, anything be justified? What do you mean? What does that mean? It's I don't, pretty straightforward. I don't, I don't know what you well, could I can I justify like torturing a child for fun? No. I, I couldn't I couldn't do that. Okay, that's pretty extreme. How about just killing a child? Is that justified? <laughs> it depends on the situation. Um, so so and, yes, it can be justified. Sure, but killing is not the same word is not the same thing as murder, and you guys know this. Um, like I, this is I don't understand so this line of question. Is so is murder the only thing that can't be justified? I didn't say that. Uh, no, I'm asking. I mean, what else can't be justified? Um, what else can't be justified? Um. I mean, murdering for for fun. I mean, we 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 uh, we dropped a couple of bombs on Japan that, so, that killed a lot of people. It's, so the reason matters. Yeah, the reason matters. Yeah. Right. So so anything can be justified, including murder. Anything is a, a pretty wide open statement. I mean, it depends on it depends on the circumstances, but the the bottom line, like we. So murder only means for no reason. That's the uh, definition of murder, or is um, it, or is it somebody, you know, the movie Saw, right? Like, by, by the way, if, I would. If you don't murder this dude, this guy dies, and that's. By your the brother. way, I wouldn't. I wouldn't characterize the Hirosh the Hiroshima bombings as murder, but I but I will grant that somebody could argue that. Um, it, it could be argued that 
if they were murdered, Japan murdered them by attacking us and putting us in a position where we had to go to war with them. Um, that's uh-huh. that's absurd. Why is Way that absurd? absurd? That's absurdly circular logic. Okay, okay. Expl- explain why that's absurd. Because the atom bomb didn't exist when they attacked us, for one. So okay. there was no there was no threat. And so, two, so, they, so you're going to they could have had the same outcome that they should have without known dropping that, that bomb. Didn't well, you, humanly uh, exist before? One, one, one at a time, Matt. Because that, the bomb didn't exist, the concept of of atomic warfare was not part of human capability before. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Well, warfare. if you're going to do something to somebody, you have to actually know that the threat exists for it to be a deterrent or for it okay. to be held against them as a repercussion. It, if I break into your house to murder your family and I don't know that you're armed and then you shoot me, have you murdered me? No, that's not what that's not even that, close to what you just said. That's exactly, you break into that's my exactly house. What I just said. So I go and I go and kill your grandparents. And then I blame you no. because how dare because you? Because you should have attacked me, motherfucker. That's, that's literally that's what a, you just said. That's not literally what I just said. Yeah, obviously. it is. We killed a bunch of Japanese grandparents because okay. because their kids attacked us. Because Japan, as a nation, attacked us as a nation, which means that we're at war with them as a nation. The fact that we didn't have nukes when they did it doesn't change the fact that they provoked us into a war with them, and so going to war with them we have to we have to kill some a lot of them to stop them no, 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 from trying no, no, to kill no, no. us we, we killed so many of them so that they would capitulate right we killed so many civilians that they would they're capitulate. like holy shit and that's who were that to happen again so around. you're saying there was no other avenue we could have taken to win that war well, that's debatable. There wasn't but... debatable. There's, <laughs> there was lots of alternatives. <laughs> we chose to kill that many people for the shock and awe value and to scare Russia. I mean, there's lots of yeah. So, so, so they would stop fighting and surrender, so we didn't have to keep fighting island to island, hand to hand. And by the way, the number of people we killed with with the nukes didn't compare to the number they killed at, at Nanking in China um or would have killed if we didn't oh. go to war with them. So but, you know but the but the fact they're worse than us therefore so, it's totally okay. So it's still their it's still their fault. Okay. Yeah so it's, it's their fault. What was she wearing? Okay. So um <laughs> so you so we were wrong to drop those bombs. That's not what anybody said. No, you no, made a said ridiculous that, no. statement that if it's the Japanese fault that we nuked right. Japan. That's what it's, the two of us are addressing not it's whether the Jap- or not the it's the, the Japanese fault that we were at war with them. Sure. Okay. So why is what I said absurd? That we nuked two civilian cities. Okay. So... That's Japan's fault. Okay. No. So were your we wrong choices, to do it? you never get to blame an external party for your choice, Brian. Like that's I, I, I'm struggling to believe that you're trying to genuinely with a straight face make this argument. I know you have a reason behind it, and I don't. I, I don't believe that you believe it, but you backed yourself into a corner, and I don't understand why you did it. It's a weird argument. It's a weird argument that we were justified in nuking no, Japan. It's a weird argument to say it was their fault. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, they provoked us into a war to we destroy ask, two of their largest civilian centers. Ask, of, we didn't of, ask for a war. So, are you saying we were wrong to drop drop those nukes? Nope. Okay, so what's your point? I am. I'm saying we made we made a <laughs> decision. Am. We made a risk based. We did decision, make a decision, and I, I can live with that. 
Okay. And living with it is not is not the same thing as saying that it's wrong. It's not the same thing as saying it's their fault either. You're not even remotely close to that. Well, but there, I do. I mean, I've done things that are wrong, but I'm like, no, I can live with it. I can live with the with the wrong thing that I did. So, was it objectively wrong, or was it just what the fuck? People, I don't believe didn't... in objectively wrong. I don't believe in objective truths. You know that. I, I I I I push back against that on a regular basis because it's it's a cheap, lazy philosophical way of trying to say it's unarguable. It's un it's beyond contestation. Um, and that's it, not. It just doesn't exist in the world. I don't think we're in the moral argument anymore. I think we're in a, a we're we're into That's postmodernism. Okay. Um, I mean, maybe. And is is math objective? Mm-hmm. It, it math is objective. Yeah. yeah, math and science are pretty darn objective. So, like why... physics is kind of hard to argue with. Ask the inhabitants of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So. Uh... So uh, how is that different than you than truth being subjective? There's truth. There, there, you just said there's no objective truth. There, I didn't say objective truth. If I did, I didn't mean that. I, 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 I said I don't even know what I, I don't I don't remember the question you asked. Was it objectively wrong? That's what you asked me. Yeah. Or objectively right or objectively wrong. And that's you're asking you're asking a question Our that doesn't have an, an, an right objective it's not there's not an objective answer everything doesn't have an objective answer is that blue is that pretty is that fast those blue aren't objective is, questions blue is objective no it's not because you know how many things are not are actually pure blue light comes at a, on a spectrum and you yeah. happen to see part of that spectrum being refracted back at you, whether or not that thing's actually blue or not. It could be chartreuse. It could be some kind of blue green. It could be purplish. You're seeing blue. That doesn't mean it's objectively blue. It's objectively reflecting blue light into your eye. It's, it's giving blue. That doesn't mean it's objectively blue. I think that's a semantic distinction that doesn't mean I, anything. You you picked a bad example to ask me a question because you picked me a th an answer on a spectrum. I don't think you know what objective means, Matt. I don't think you do because I just Googled it while we were sitting here and I can read the definitions and it's pretty clear what objective means. Um, well, you can think that. And I feel I like smiling. Read, read the definition. The objective, this is, there's three, there's three definitions. I, let me go to Miriam because people don't tend to argue with Miriam. Um, which one's the one that makes Miriam's sense? objective? That's why. <laughs> uh, let's see the one that makes sense for this: expressing or dealing with facts or conditions as perceived without distortion by personal feelings, prejudices, or interpretations. Right? Okay. So you can have objective outcomes, but you can't have objective reasons behind it. Is the point of that? Well, it's not. Is it of God or is it a social construct? It can be both. I think it's, is it of God or is it merely a social construct? Okay. Because like, I like it that. is a social construct for sure. Yeah. But so is math. So, math is a social construct? No. Mathematical systems are a social math construct. Arithmetic's not, it's objective. Okay. I I don't know enough well, about math. I thought math was just, I thought math was a thing. I thought it just Or they existed. say in England, the well, maths. Do you use Roman numerals or? That doesn't matter. That, that's language. That's the language right. of math. I don't well, think the language of math point is, is relevant. 
my point is that the the systems we use to express it are social constructs, whether we use base 10 or base 12. Right. Or base... But none of that changes Pythagoras's theorem. A squared plus B squared is always going to be C squared, right? Or I agree. But but like people like people often I think that's Brian's that point. Yeah. People yeah, often object that well, you have to be your, you know, you morality can't be from God because your parents teach you that it's 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 a social because it's a social construct is the point. Like if you, if you didn't have if you didn't have society teaching you that you wouldn't have you wouldn't have that morality. But the same thing is true of you know your multiplication tables. You still had to have someone teach you that. You didn't come up with. Pythagorean by the you know one guy in all of history came up with Pythagorean theorem um and it took that kind of a guy to do it and it took a Leibniz and a Newton to invent calculus um these are all social constructs um but they correspond with the objective immutable laws of the universe too yeah I, so. I guess I'm just struggling with calling them a social construct because I I I kind of don't get that phrasing and i'm not i'm not trying to pick it i'm not trying to start another fight i just don't see how that like it doesn't matter what you call it it still it still exists right like right but and that's that's the point about morality right is, that's i think that's brian's whole point yeah. doesn't matter how you what you call it or how you get there or what your fucking perspective is it has to it's still there no i i agree yeah. and and i don't i don't see the two as the same as my point because what well, okay going i mean going back to oh, fuck i don't want to rehash this whole thing going back to are you still recording yeah yeah this might be good content actually Go, i mean going going back to the murder thing you can't murder's the bad choice i hate that one actually i don't know which one's right um child safety so let's let's child safety is probably the hardest one to argue against did you say right? child slavery child safety so i'm talking about like like child sex abuse child oh, abuse uh, that kind of stuff yeah. it's 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 a lot harder to argue that it's possible child endangerment okay. child yeah. endangerment yeah so so if you say you know child molestation is is you know not okay in in, in no circumstance unless you're the prophet of islam and it's, and it's except it's it's encouraged so so but but again i think even in that situation they would argue one it was appropriate for whatever reason right they're gonna they're gonna use a but da, 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 kind of thing we should explore um, that that's a that's a fun argument um i i, I the, the conversation just kind of kind of skeeves me out to even talk about it but but you brought up the example, it's, man. Uh, no, I, I know because I'm trying to find. I'm trying to pick something yeah. that's that's more ironclad, um, has less subjectivity to it, right? Um, it's you're, one is very hard pressed to find a situation where that could be considered okay. So, given that, it doesn't really matter if you're told it's okay or not because it's never going to be okay. And even a person who's told it's okay, it's never going to sit okay with them internally, right? Actually, shit. So the movie I just watched. So um, it's objective. It's objectively wrong, is what you're saying. I think so. Yeah, I, I would. I, I, that one I wouldn't argue with you on, right? I don't think there's ever a situation where you can say, "Well, given this, it's now okay," right? Um, Kingdom of Heaven. 
So you guys have probably haven't seen it nearly as recently as me. Um, the whole, that whole ending sequence could have been averted in the movie, not in real life. Cause it didn't happen that way. But you know, the main character, the King says to him, Hey, will you marry my sister? And he's like, well, what about her husband? He's like, I'm going to kill that motherfucker. Like, don't worry about it. We're going to execute <laughs> no, him. No, I'm going to kill him only if you marry him. Right, right. And he goes, don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Right? Like, he was like, no, I won't do it. And they were like, do you know what you're saying? You realize what's going to happen? He goes, I don't care. You have my answer. You have my love, but you have my answer. So, like, to that dude, there was no way you could justify even... But Jerusalem might have fell. Everybody it, in Jerusalem it, could have been murdered by the Saracens. Even, even though he already slept with her anyway. So which was which was a really weird take, by the way. Right. And that <laughs> and that guy and that guy already deserved to die anyway. Right. And and it was the king. Yeah. Yeah. Whose whole like, job it was to kill people like right. that. Like all of it was just yeah. like yeah, but I, well, then but he, he shouldn't picked, have he shouldn't have presented it that way. He should have just killed him and said, but, "Hey, she's free." You should now that her. she's now that he's dead, right? Like she's she's free. <laughs> I, I like Ridley Scott's point and that he was going for, like it's that the kingdom of heaven is a kingdom of conscience or nothing mm -hmm. at all. Right? No, I that, I, I I like that it. was that was such a terrible illustration. Like I I pull my hair. I I actually was like right after we watched Napoleon and we we're eating dinner, I brought up that scene and we as we were kind of. Well, way and, and it Ridley was Scott movies, and right. clearly he had it in his mind because he had carved it on his the the piece of wood over his house where he first came from, right? And then no, at the that end, was, uh, what 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 man is a man who does not improve his? It was loosely tied. It was the same yeah. thing. He the point was he was a good dude, sure, and and he had made a point to be a good human being. Then his dad told him on his deathbed, "Be a good dude." And so he already wanted to be a good dude. His dad told him he had to be a good dude. When he was presented with something that he thought was terrible, even though the ends justified the means, he was like, I can't do it. And, yeah, and that was a all these people fucking died because of it. Yeah, I would have like I you know, especially if I'd already slept with her, I would have been like, Yeah, kill him. I'll take her. Good, good deal. Let's right. and let's let's save lots of people. And I and I also get what I want. But no, yeah. I get I get what I want. So it's wrong and all these people have to die for my right. damn conscience. Right. right. But but again, this is this this was an example of somebody who was trying to say that this one moral belief was, you know, beyond contestation and, and I can't I can't bend to it, even though all of these other things around it said it was okay to, to bend this a little bit, right? Like, I, to me, that's that's right dead in center of what we're talking about, what well, we talked about for the last couple of hours. And to that, I would say that some people are really bad at math. That doesn't... <laughs> It doesn't change the laws of mathematics. Like, His calculation so, was pretty terrible. So, in my somebody mind. can be morally retarded, but he's still wrong. Like, and and I would say, I would say, hit like uh, Balian of Ibelin was. I I would say he was the worst person in that movie because he was so self righteous that hit like he's pretty. He he's pretty self righteous. He decided like he'd already committed adultery with her to begin with. And as maybe that, he repented and couldn't do it again. Yeah, well, then he should have shown that, and maybe. But okay. but it's but it still would have it wouldn't have it wouldn't have changed it because like he's deciding. And I, you know, I don't want to say he's the worst guy. I'd say King Baldwin is the worst guy because like it's your job to kill that guy. Like you're you're supposed to be keeping you know keeping the peace, 
Um, I'm pretty sure Gee and and the the redheaded dude were the worst guys there. Well, I mean, they were animals, and I I who were they? I'm sure. Yeah, they were definitely bad people, but you know, people who were in a position. Yeah, I don't I don't care to weigh who was worse or <laughs> where you're now. It's a good movie is, though. This is not because there there's not a right answer to who's who is the worst but the whole point another major facet of christianity is that yes there is objective ironclad immutable good and evil and we are bound to obey the good but we are not fit to judge um what is you know what's more evil who is deserving of what in terms of ultimate punishment we can say that was evil for them to break treaties and raid and raid muslim villages we can say it was evil for him to commit adultery and then not save thousands of people because of his uh his misguided conscience but we can't you know we can't decide and this is all like fiction written by Ridley Scott. Anyway. Right. It was it was historical fiction. I, I love the scene when they're sitting there having that war council and he's like, listen, we can't keep doing this. We're not we're not ready to go to war with 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 Salah Hadin. And then the one guy's like, if we fight under the banner of Christ, we can't be beaten. He's like, he'll kick the shit out of this. And they're all blasphemy, blasphemy. <laughs> That shit cracked me up. I haven't seen the movie in years. So watching it last night with my son, I was like really dialed into a lot of parts of it. I was like, what the hell? I love that movie. Yeah, it was a great, like, it's a great but flick. It, but it, 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 I want to pull the hair out of my head when I see stuff in there. Like he's like, it's, it's interesting that Balian of, of Ibelin has this distinctly 20th century Western view of religion. Um, when everybody uh, else was so, yeah, like yeah. it's like and it's you know, and Ridley Scott, of course, is an atheist. If you, if you've seen Exodus, he depicts God as a fickle, spoiled child, um, which kind of tells you everything you need to know about Ridley Scott's views on religion. Um, but he makes good movies, and I get I get goosebumps whenever uh, you know whenever uh, Orlando Bloom gets knighted, and then when he knights the people at the end all the people that yeah. bishop they do is such a punk he's walking out he goes hey just convert repent later <laughs> yeah he was clearly there for ridley scott to like beat up on medieval christians if we're talking about the moral argument and whether morality is objective or or it whether it's just a subjective matter of preference um, and those are really the only two options. And we can't agree on what objective means. I don't know what I don't know where to go from there. Um, but I mean, if you but the claim of Christianity is that God has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead. And the whole point of Christianity is that God is, the judge and that's the definition of god mm -hmm. and it's built in and it's ontologically built into the concept of morality mm -hmm. um i i i think part of the problem of this conversation or this this line of thinking is i think it's almost impossible for a christian to separate the idea of the fact that 
God does in fact have a set of moral moral laws or moral opinions, constraints, whatever the right verbiage is, right? So it, for, wait, what, what I'm trying to say is the three of us have no disagreement that God is the final arbiter of what's morally correct, simply put, right? Like that's a simple, the three of us nod our head on that and go, absolutely. It's, it's yeah. objective because he says so. Right. Correct. And, and he, there's no, there's no, not our room. interpretation of what right. he says right. necessarily. Right. But there, so, there is objective truth in God's eyes. So I don't think it's, po I, I, don't, I think it's nearly impossible. I would suggest impossible for a Christian to be able to think about or speak about morals without their religious bias affecting the conversation. Right. I think, I think that's just, I think that's a part of being a human. And I think the conversation of around morality is such a weird conversation anyway. And for all the reasons that we just sat and pissed all over each other for the last hour, it's a really weird conversation to have. I don't know how to have it without having the concept of God over the top of it. And I think that's the point of the, the moral argument is that, well, somebody's going, well, no shit, Matt, that's the whole point because morals come from God. But I think that's only true to a person who's coming at it from the Christian perspective is what I'm trying to say. Because I think a person that was born and affirmed atheist would have a very different view of what mo the the laws of morality are or aren't without well, having without having that bias and by the way i'm admitting to having that bias and i'm not ashamed of it because it's part of who i am in my it, core it, right it, it, so it sounds like you're saying that a christian is at a disadvantage in talking about morality because of our christianity I don't know about think, a disadvantage. I mean, it, it's it's just it's part of it's part of what colors the way we think. Well, you use it's the word. Thing. Well, but the the alternative is, uh, you know, Nietzsche recognized that the the supposed death of God from the Enlightenment renders life meaningless, mm -hmm. um, because you need he rec he was an atheist. He's mm -hmm. probably the atheist. Um, he recognized that if God doesn't exist, if life is just an accident, uh, we're just bugs on a rock in a void. Um, nobody intended for us to be here. There's no plan or purpose to it, which means there's nothing wrong with uh, if I, you know, if uh, you know, a serial killer decides that the the most meaningful thing he can do with his life is to stalk and murder coeds and. Uh, there's nothing to say that's that's less valid than anything we do right. um if there's no god if if we're all just here accidentally mm -hmm. um so that's one atheist who acknowledges that you need god for objective morality and his answer to this was um well you need the ubermensch to to arise to supply a new set of values and this, this, the Ubermensch would be the next step in human evolution. He would be uh, as superior to man as man is superior to the apes. But he, he kind of he recognized that you like 
you need that higher authority greater than man to supply value to man. Um, and whatever value there is, you do need humans to apply it. But the the fact of the matter is, um, I mean, that's that's a perfect summation of the issue. Um, so is is society greater than man? Um, I think some would say so. Sure, but so does there need to be a god to be uh, a something to uh, be held accountable toward? Yes. Is the is the is the collective is the collective uh, uh, consciousness of of everyone more important than than you know somebody than than a single person so that they, they they'll be held accountable for not following the law of your society like the Nazis sure um, I I would say that 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 uh, no I mean if if or the, if, the if communists I, or America. If, I mean, if I'm if I'm a German in, in the 1930s and my whole country is turning Nazi and trying to conquer the world and wipe out the Jews, it doesn't matter how many people disagree with me. Um, if I if I object to that, if I say that, no, that global conquest and uh, wiping out a, an entire race of people is uh, is wrong. I am right. And everybody else is wrong. Um, the fact that this, I mean, the very fact that we recognize that societies can be wrong and often are, and that we can, that we're, we're holding them to a standard that's above all societies indicates that no society is not a, an adequate source of, uh, of, of ultimate, mora ultimate morality. And the fact that we consider the abolition of slavery and later, the abolition of Jim Crow laws, these we consider these to be real improvements, objective improvements. That indicates that we we all know there is a standard that we're obligated to that to which we're obligated that's higher than our society. Um now the the atheists will object that we that morality is is our, our conscience is the product of having been born into a home with parents who acted as that authority and we learn to sort of submit to that and we feel ourselves that's where we get our sense of obligation to behave a certain way and they're not wrong in observing that but those same people would will also recognize that if your parents are nazis then you're not obligated i mean they they, they still can't get past this this idea that that we that we have that we have a moral obligation beyond just our parents or our community or our society otherwise they don't have a leg to stand on when they condemn slavery and nazis and if you and that that standard by definition is god um get rid of god then you know all of their uh you know their their strident uh, moralizing it it just it lacks conviction and it's it becomes a farce um so uh or it just ever evolves even ebbs and flows right it just so moves not whatever the overton window of the day <clears throat> right. says what that, that could be good could be bad be. It, right. it could be you know we could be going down or we could well, be going up well that's, or, that's know, what slavery slavery right i mean so so i, I don't i don't know that we appealed to a 
to a higher authority. I think we appealed to ourselves to abolish slavery. Enough well, people believe that it was wrong, and enough people stopped it. Sure, but they happened to be Christians, but it wasn't <laughs> like they were quoting scripture while they were doing it, right? Well, they they actually were quoting scripture while they were doing it, but that's but I I think that's beside the point. It, I mean, are you saying that that wasn't an objective improvement? It was just that we our our preferences change, and that's all there was to it. I, I, that's that's not that's not what I'm saying. I, I'm saying that, in and and I think you, you made this super clear early that if we only use the more argument for God, then it doesn't really stand on itself. Um, but yeah, we we deemed it objective. <laughs> we did so that that's that construct made it ob objective yeah. yeah or or you know another example of that where, where society just made a change like that would be the french revolution having two of us just watch napoleon right like i'm a little i'm being a little hyperbolic but the french literally went to bed one night having a, a queen and they woke up and they were like nah we want this thing called democracy and they just like started killing people Right. Like, well, again, the fact that people change their their collective moral outlook, that right. doesn't that doesn't mean that it's not an improvement. But I mean, it doesn't mean it is. Uh, yeah, like, I, 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 I mean, agree. I'm but... a fan of democracy. Right. Like, so obviously I tend to agree that they happen to make the right decision. But but then they basically went right back around and ended up with an emperor again. Right. Like they kind of just went. Right. It was like a make-believe loop they did because they didn't really know what democracy was. I Same mean, with the I, czars. The right? U.S. Like, did it right. Like we we yeah. tried to make George Washington our king after after we got our our independence because we didn't know better. We didn't know how to do the other thing. But my point was just society making a moral change doesn't mean it's good, and I don't know that it necessarily means that it's uh, divine either right like that's kind of that's and kind I think of the that's, point of that's, the, that's the point right yeah, is that's, it divine? but that's not my argument the the argument is not that if a society changes that's automatically good my point is that we all recognize that those particular changes i pointed out were we all we we all regard them as improve as objective improvements because they 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 brought society closer in line to what we all recognize is that standard of good that is the nature and will of God to which we're accountable. Now, if that's not true, then it renders all of our moralizing, our all of our our basic the, the basic premise of all of our human interactions. It renders it absurd. It renders it meaningless. And and just on the strength of the moral argument alone, maybe that's true. But nobody can actually live that way. Um, we, we can't. Society breaks down. Um, and as it pertains to our. And again, the basic premise of Christianity is that everybody has that everybody has a conscience. Everybody, everybody recognizes that they have that that obligation to morality, to to moral behavior. And everybody, if they're being honest, should recognize that they fall short of it. Um, they, that that uh, they are in the wrong relationship to God, and they need a way back. Um, but if that's not true, if that's if if that's 
if that's not something we all believe, then Christianity itself collapses. Um, I, I think I think a big like argument. The, it feels like reverse nihilism. To 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 throw that if this is true, if that's not true, then Christianity just falls apart. Like that that it's feels like a, nihilism. It it's just nihilism. Well, but it's nihilism in the sake it, believing that God exists still, though, right? Like nihilism. The whole well, point of nihilism was God's dead, right? So well, nothing. But that, but that's what I'm saying. If that's not true, if the, if the, if that claim about uh, and and I'm saying that to appeal to to you guys or anybody listening who is thinks thinks of themselves as Christian or or is open to Christianity, if, if, if without that foundation, Christianity falls apart and it's not, it's not reverse nihilism. It, it's just, if that's not true, that's, that's what that means. God doesn't exist. Um, it's basically what Nietzsche was afraid of and was trying to deal with. So a, a big, you know, Christians, if you, if you were to type in morality and Christianity on the, on the internet, uh, a, a lot of, a lot of, uh, returns would come back basically we do this out of fear because we want to go to the promised land and not and go not to hell burn in hell yeah. <laughs> right so so a lot of atheists will attack that point where you're just you're just living in fear because it's kind of like like pascal pascal's gambit and that and that what that was yeah sure pascal's yeah. wager yeah i hate yeah, wager. yeah yeah um and I, and and I, I just threw that out there i shouldn't do that as a throwaway so for anybody that doesn't know what that means and brian will correct me when i when i don't say this accurately but uh it was blaze pascal right yeah yeah and basically his argument for christianity was if christianity is right and you believe in it you're good if christianity is wrong but you believe in it you lived a good life and then you go into nothingness so you're still good if christianity is right and you don't believe in it you're big time screwed so <laughs> given those options why not just believe in christianity and hedge your bets like that's essentially what Pascal came up with, right? Yeah, I yeah you 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 covered it. Yeah, um, he was I, like the worst case scenario is you're a pretty decent human being and then you turn into nothing. I hear a lot of Christians cite that as and and use that as an argument for Christianity. Right. Um, I think God is insulted by that. I think I, I would hope so. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's that's all, why I don't just baptize any, all willy nilly, right? Like, well, I mean, yeah. Paul, Paul like said that if Mormons, if, the answer was Mormon. Damn it. <laughs> Welcome to hell's orientation. I always feel um, like when people do that, God's like, what am I a joke to you? And and Paul, Paul wrote that if Christ has not been raised, our faith is useless and you are still in your sins. Um, right. If, if, if the dead are not raised, then uh, we are to be pitied above all men. Um, he would have, he would have been horrified that, Christians were going around citing Pascal's wager as a, as an argument for Christianity. Um, but the fact that we, you know, we're, we can become Christian safely without any cost in, well, it, it's, that's probably going to change down pretty soon here, but uh, the fact that you can be Christian without any significant social cost is, I guess, sort of testament to our, mm -hmm success but it's... I, I guess i'm just saying that i i can't stand that argument i can't stand when people are like well because i don't want to go to hell like right fucking what <laughs> like, yeah and that and that is uh that's like saying i don't murder people just because i don't want to go to jail yeah 
and <laughs> I mean, it's an incentive. Don't get me wrong. Like, I've seen Oz. Right. Yeah, but, That's literally but, why I don't murder people. And <laughs> but that, but you, you no, bring Matt, up you'd an be interesting... killing them. They'd be justified. Right. <laughs> I mean, I um, don't know. Maybe, maybe I read but, Matt wrong. But this does easily. this does bring up an interesting like people will will right. often raise i don't cheat on my wife because i don't want to be divorced because giving her half my shit is not an option right like that's 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 even a non a non-biblical way of like right of making that point right yeah i, I don't i don't you know yeah i don't want to tell my boss to fuck off because i don't want to be fired right so i mean how about how about because it's just not the right thing let's just do the right thing for the right reasons at the right time objectively but you raise an interesting point that people that that speaks to a, a common objection that uh, atheists use of uh, well, and that's why what? I brought it up. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. I wanted you. I wanted you to speak on this. Is why I brought it up. So I'm sorry for interrupting you. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know what? What if I? You know what if I just live a good life and I don't and I don't believe in any of that? Is that mm-hmm. am I am I still good? Um, because there's a widespread illusion that we're good people because we've never murdered anybody and somebody we've never stolen. We've never, we've never broken laws, but we, you know, going back to what, what you guys pointed at, what Matt pointed out about libertarianism. Um, we typically don't consider it because we're aware that those people with the badges and the guns will come after us if we do it. So we, 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 we're kind of constantly aware that it's not even if we're tempted to kill somebody um, or steal from them or do whatever else might get us arrested. We know it's it's not really it's the system is set up so that the the carrots are all in complying and the stick. There's a stick at our back if we if we don't. And so we just don't really entertain it. So we're not we're not as tempted as perhaps we would be if we didn't live in a world with laws and doors with locks on them and and all the other things that are set up to keep us on the straight and narrow. So we have a widespread illusion of being good. Um, but it's really just that it's, it's, uh, which speaks to the, you know, the atheist view of, uh, it kind of, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, jujitsu on the, uh, the atheist argument that, well, you guys are just not sinning because you don't want to go to hell. Well, you're kind of doing the same thing. If you're, if you're honest with yourself, because you don't want to go to jail um does it doesn't mean you're good it just means you understand that it's not in your best interest to do that um but to the uh to the idea of doing this so you don't go to hell um we've talked before about the the difference between the the old covenant and the new covenant the new covenant is salvation by grace through faith not by the works of the law um law of course being those sticks and carrots that keep you that incentivize your behavior, whereas faith is you do this because you believe in it. Um, you know, hell is hell because you're shut out from God's presence. Um, obeying him is his own reward. You do that, uh, you know, it's the difference between prostitution and marriage. They might resemble each other outwardly, but they're but they're opposites. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and it, it goes back to faith without works is dead, and all those other things, right? That the 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 expectation is that you're a different person when you're a Christian, and so you 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 desire to do 
the right thing, not you're doing it to avoid the the stick, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, which, which is the the societal argument? We only do this instinctually because it's how we survive. And I and I personally, even though I'm the one that brought that argument up, I I don't agree. Uh, I I I am. I am on the on the God side of of morality, just uh, for conversation's sake. <laughs> right. I mean, I think we were being argumentative on purpose earlier, but I think some of that <clears throat> is also about maturity. <clears throat> Whether that maturity is you know age wisdom, maturity in your belief maturity in your desire to be a good human being maturity and wanting to be a good spouse right like i think all of those things play into doing the right thing for the right reasons also it, yeah I, th I think maturity plays into recognizing what is good and, mm -hmm. and what isn't right what, what does it mean to live a good life i think i think if you asked uh andre at age you know 17 he might have a different answer than than I do today. Oh, I, I know Matt at seventeen had right. a different answer. So, right? so just, those even just you know, what does it mean of... to be a good husband back then, and and what it means right. today? You know, through this roller coaster of a life, you mm -hmm. you do mature. Unfortunately, plenty of people get extra bitter and they they regress <sighs> anyway. You know, they they go through their ebbs and flows and, and never really make it back to right. I, I think that has a lot to do with it, and I think spirituality. Um, you know, is, is just as a big part of that. I think, you know, I would, I would, I would hazard to guess that even when more mature people come into, come to Christianity later in life, they probably see it a little bit differently um, than somebody who's been, you know, walking it for a while and being intentional, which is very different than somebody who's just been going to church and going through the motions. I think I probably, for the first half of my Christian life was just going through the motions. And it's probably only been the last uh, maybe eight, 10 years that I've been like intentional about what I'm trying to do and who I'm trying to be. Um, I, I, th I think that's why converts are usually better, right? They've, they've been on that other, other mm -hmm. side and they've, and they, you know, they've really seen the difference and there is a difference between, you know, growing up a way, and even though it's right and righteous, the, the perspective is still is still skewed, yep. uh, you know, just like, you know, growing up poor and then all of a sudden having a bunch of money, you know, versus growing up in it. And yeah, right. absolutely. I think I think you all have a, are valid points. you have a different you have a different, uh, you know, appreciation yeah. for it. I'm, I'm sure Brian, you know, didn't become a Christian until until later. And then and you and everyone sees what's in front of you now. Right. Yeah, so. I, I was a, I was 20 years old when I became a Christian. But yeah. uh, G.K. Chesterton wrote a book called The Everlasting Man, where he kind of talked about this, how uh, like people, people have this sort of familiar familiarity with Christianity that breeds a, a level of contempt and disinterest. But I, uh, I believe it when you he, he described it as uh, like living on a living on a hill and not not seeing the. Uh, you know the the geography where you live because the too beauty close to of it. the of the view that you have and everything yeah but then yeah. but then you but then you you know you 
traveled a few miles away and you look back and you, as it turns out, you've been living on the the head of this fallen giant for your entire life and not realizing it. Mm. And it, and it, it dominates the landscape and it's uh, has uh, more to do with your, your way of life and your, your, the, the benefit of living there than you realized. And that's kind of, that's what Christianity yeah. is. And I, I, I can give a, I can give an example that's not Christianity based. So <clears throat> the three of us were all, uh, you know, roughly the same age, essentially children when we were first given our top secret security clearances by the U S government. Right. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of rigor that goes around with that. And for, for us to grow up, I'm using air quotes in the, in the cleared space, you kind of, it's just something. It's not cool. It's not sexy. It's not special. It just is part of your life, right? But then you get exposed to a a certain prior infantry staff NCO that became a, <laughs> a, a an, an intelligence analyst, and he, it, you know, and these new, these older, new to the cleared world are like, like, oh my god, like we got this serious responsibility, and I, I got to drive eight different ways to work to make sure I'm not being followed. And we're like, what? no stop it like stop being a weirdo right but I, I think that's a great example of of it right because you know he saw it as this this massive responsibility and and we saw it as like how you go to work every day he it's saw like, he saw a lot of movies before he well but it's but but i think yeah. it's i think it's an apt analogy too right like yeah. i'm 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 trying to equivocate you know the, the the united states secrets to you know the kingdom of god and you're having access right. to this special thing that not everybody gets to see and be a part of and, and um, also when you when you develop habits from from a young age you know by the time by the time you mature those habits are just part of you right and and it can go it can go wrong if you if you develop bad habits but if you're brand new and you're trying to create habits mm -hmm. you know it's <clears> tough and you have to be vigilant like if if i was a guy who never worked out ever in my life and all of a sudden i started going to the gym that's a habit that i like you know it's must those people all the new people they're the ones with the apps they're the ones with the schedules they're the ones you know and you got gym bros like hey i'm, I, I'm just gonna do some things and some stuff yeah, and yeah, a couple of stuff. high rpe this and right. yeah and, no, I, I, and I, I think i think the gym atmosphere or christianity when it has both i think it's thriving i think i think when the skiff has old hats that have been doing it forever and then you get a moron that comes in and overemphasizes stuff it kind of reminds us you know and then how we can you know we take that guy under our arm but also hey maybe i was kind of gaffing that stuff off because it was so yeah. normal to yeah. me so yeah. i think if you have new converts who are super uh you know all about it and then you have people like well i'm christian Oh, right. And you kind of feel that energy. And when it's, yeah. you know, when it's, when it's linked up, it's, it could be a really yeah. good thing. Well, I don't know if you, Jay, you probably, you, I'm sure you remember this, Brian, I don't know if you ever experienced it, but <clears throat> the Marine Corps went through this period where it was bringing back retreads and, and basically Marines would get out of active duty and then go become a civilian, hate it. And then basically beg to come back in. Right. And what the Marine Corps found is that when they brought those guys back in, they made amazing recruiters they made really good career planners because they were so born again in the Marine Corps right. and they'd yeah. seen the other side that they were really good at pitching the good mm. and, and, and telling the story. Right. So they, they became like very useful, a very specific tool to, to the Marine Corps. And, and that perspective is hard to, hard to get sometimes. Um, 
and I think again, you know, we're, we're off on a different tangent now, but I think that's a big, a big issue for, for people I, that gr- grow up in it. So, I have nightmares about that sometimes about being back in the Marine Corps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not I, a retread. They I, want back. I, I think that's normal though. I, I had this weird, <clears throat> I have this weird, so I pinned on my staff. I, I, I was promoted to staff sergeant in the inactive reserve. And I have this recurring dream where I've been recalled to active duty, but nobody believes I'm a staff sergeant. And so like, everybody's like, shut up, sergeant. I'm like, I'm a freaking staff sergeant. Like, go away, take those rockers off and get back to me. Go, go on. Like, hey, that's here, my nightmare. That's here, my version a mob. of you forgot your cover. Yeah. Like go stand duty. And I'm like, Rah. like that's, that's my version. Yeah. I, I, I still work with them. So. I may as well still be, I'm just a non-uniformed Marine, basically. You're like so, a Lance Master Gunnery Sergeant or something yeah. now, aren't you? It's, it's, it's something like that. You yeah. Know. You know, I, I can give daps and hugs and, and call the battalion commander by his first name. That's what makes me different. You, 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 you missed the opportunity to say mean, mean mugs and shoulder shrugs. I didn't miss it. I knew you I knew you capitalized <laughs> I knew what I was doing. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. So, uh, so did, we, did, did we Look, settle the, the moral argument? Guys? I don't think we settled it. I think we addressed it. Right. I mean, we probably went around a little bit of a circle. Um, but, but Hey, as, as we wind down, I mean, we, um, our, our goal is to tackle topics like this all the time and, and try to come at them, come at you with, uh, you know, a, a very layman way with just three guys talking about this stuff. I think, I think we're we're gonna pick topics that are hard to talk about. We're gonna pick topics that uh, that a lot of people avoid talking about in in the Bible. And um, if you if you like things like that, then then this channel is for you. And uh, why don't you help us out and subscribe to this channel and hit that like button to help out our algorithms. We're gonna, we're gonna bring the content every week. Um, if you have a suggested topic, yeah, maybe drop it in a comment. We we might entertain that. Um, you guys, got anything? I meant to talk about the Euthyphro dilemma, but it didn't. What uh, is that? Do it now. Uh, all right. Well, it. Uh, so Socrates in the in the Platonic dialogue called Euthyphro. Um, Euthyphro. Euthyphro. It's the name. Stay suffro. Let your soul glow. Just let your soul glow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say it again. Euthyphro's frog. It's called Euthyphro because he's talking to a guy named Euthyphro. Oh, that's the guy's name. Um, okay. That's the guy's name. Stupid. Stand after the guy. And, <laughs> and so uh Euthyphro makes a remark about how uh like something is something was pious or impious, and Socrates asked him, uh um, you know, what is piety? Piety is that which is loved by the gods. And so he asked him, Is it do they love it because it's pious, or is it pious because they love it? Mm. And it, and it's, it's often, it's often, this is often uh, an objection raised by atheists to the divine command theory. Um, the idea that something is moral because God commanded it, um, or that morale or that morality comes from God. Cause the, within the, the object, the observations that Socrates made was that, uh, well, if the God, well, first of all, the gods are not of one mind about what is moral or immoral. Um, they're off, they're often immoral themselves. Zeus, the king of the gods, is pre- was pretty, did some pretty bad stuff. He liked to rape maidens and 
father demigods on unwitting uh princesses and stuff um among other uh misadventures but um but the the gods are not of one mind themselves about what's right and what's wrong so the question if they if they if it's pious because they love it that makes it arbitrary and capricious and it could be something else depending on the moods of, and the whims of the gods or if they love it because it's pious, that means that there's a standard over and above the gods themselves that they're holding it to. Um, and so what would that be? Um, this is not a dilemma on Christian or on monotheism, though. It, it, it's a it's a false dilemma because God himself, his his nature is that standard. Um I wouldn't say it's correct to say that it's 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 righteous because he commands it as if to say that he could have just on a whim commanded something else opposite of that and that would be righteous because God doesn't have whims and um but there is no standard greater than God himself to which he is bound that standard is his own nature and that's that kind of goes full circle to the moral argument itself, which is we uh, we all recognize a morality as an obligation to behave a certain way. And when you start unpackaging that obligation to whom, you wind up at God by definition. And if if not God, then it makes it merely a social construct. So anyway, that's a good way to. So yeah, that I actually had seen a uh, a meme about this, and I didn't realize what it was. I didn't know the uh, formal dilemma that it was quoting, but it was it was something along those lines. I'll see if I can find it and share it. But uh, I just I googled it one to know how in the bloody hell to spell this guy's name. So for those that are interested, it's E U T H Y P H R O urethro euthyphro um yeah but it was restated by uh leibniz and he he kind of restated it similarly um only instead of it being you know the roman the roman gods kind of thing it was uh uh just god and it was essentially the same thing as you know does oh, i just had it in front of me yeah there it is. it's generally agreed that whatever god wills is just and good but that remains the question whether it is good and just because God wills it or whether God wills it because it is good and just. That was that was Leib Jeff Gottfried Leibniz's uh restatement of the of the dilemma. Who also invented calculus. Which Le is Leibniz. Uh, yeah. Well, he and Newton invented yeah. calculus, which is uh right. also objectively, you know. It's an objective system that can that is right or wrong. Calculus, yeah. Just to I, bring it back to my math I analogy. I don't, I don't, I don't pretend to understand <clears throat> calculus. I was, I was told by a math, a mathematician. Uh, the story is not important. It was a question about arithmetic, plus and minus and divide <clears throat> by. And I was asked, Matt, what's the answer to blah blah blah? And it was kind of complex. And I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't do math that well. And this PhD in mathematics said, um, Matt, just so you know, until you get past trigonometry, it's not mathematics and it's just arithmetic. And I was like, well, then I don't know mathematics and I don't do arithmetic that well about that. 
and you can have a coconut smile. And shut the- <laughs> right. She was she was cool, so I wasn't mad at her. She was being she said it with a smile, and it was it was a uh, a well intended joke. I was actually at <laughs> I was just outside of Sandia National Laboratories, um, t- dog training with a whole bunch of uh, PhDs in mathematics and like chaos theory type people. So, yeah, it was uh, quite the quite the the cerebral group of individuals I was with. Nice, but anyway. No, I think that's an interesting, it's an interesting <clears throat> conversation that your refroze dilemma. Euthyphro. Um, Euthyphro. I haven't used Stasifro since Stasifro. I was I was young and I had, it comes in a brown bottle. It's got black people on it. You wouldn't know nothing about that. <laughs> makes, makes your hair straight and shiny? Not it makes it soft, right? It makes it oh. nice and manageable, especially trying to comb through the curls, you know what I'm saying? What, so. what's, that, what's that, what do they call that, a neutralizer or a... a... What's the term for that stuff? Because I know what you're talking about. I mean, obviously, I've never used it, but right, yeah. <laughs> just let you <laughs> let it shine through. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you got to put the plastic over the couch, right? So when you get yeah. up, you got little head spots yeah. from right. where it might can't, be we, can't, we can't, we can't have that. But uh, you got any last words there, Mr. Irvin? I'm tapped out, man. Matt, I'm good. No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, like like we said, going into this, this was going to be a little weird. Give us feedback on this one. Do you guys want to hear us do stuff like this more often? Or do you like our takes on modern things? Do you prefer listening to us talk about the Gaza Strip situation? Do you prefer our movie <laughs> our movie reviews? Like what kind of our, what of our, what of our content's more appealing to you? Because we're kind of shooting all over the place trying to cover different topics. We're getting deep. We're getting... Yeah, you know, we're diving into philosophy and big words and heavy topics. Is that what you want to hear us talk about? Do you want to hear us talk about, you know, modern stuff or our takes on things? Like, tell give us feedback because we don't know. We don't know what we don't know what what y'all what's enjoyable and what's not. Um, so do that for us. Help us help us uh, dial it in or rein it in as it as it as it, as it, as it is. I'm kind of afraid of how that how, what kind of answers we're going to get but, to that. But we do, but we do know you that we will be back next week. So. Absolutely. One way, I mean, regardless <laughs> whether you liked it or not, we're going to be back. We're, we're going to be back. So, <laughs> um, so with that, please uh, stay curious, stay enlightened, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye bye.